traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. WebmasterRadio.fm presents a show custom built to give you everything you need to build your business on the web. WebmasterRadio.fm presents CEO Coach. From funding to finance, set up to staffing, our CEO coaches break down the art of business development from the ground up. Now here to get you started are the experts of online business startup, management, and development. The founders of Outlines Venture Group, Jillian Music and Ann Kennedy. Welcome to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with Jillian Music, my partner in Outlines Venture Group and co-founder of Moz. Good morning, Jillian. How are you today? And here I thought you were going to say my partner in crime. (laughs) (laughs) It did roll through my head. Great minds think alike. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, it is criminal, the amount of fun we have together. And this is uh, just one of those pieces. So... Yeah, stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. See what the heck we've been up to. And uh, Anne and I do have a ridiculous amount of fun doing this show. Yeah, so- we are serial entrepreneurs and we help online companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive. And you can find out more at outlinesventure.com as well. Indeed. So t- today, what are we talking about, Jillian? Culture. Culture. Again. <laughs> you got to have culture. Yep. Yep. We're going to do it again. I know we do it a lot and so on. But, you know, that's because culture is a river that runs through every aspect of interaction of humans on the planet. Really, every action. And companies, teams, startups and established, they're no exception. But we're not just going to talk about the esoteric concept of it. I know we've talked a lot about things like tag fee, right? And that's what runs Moz, the Moz teams there. Transparency, authenticity, generosity, fun, empathy, and exceptional work. It's a great rudder in the water, and it runs a great team over at Moz. But recently, I was reading about the work of InMobi, I-N, it's kind of like in or India, right? Mobi, M-O-B-I, as in mobile. It's a company in Bangalore, India. Good name, huh? Here's an excerpt from the article on the InMobi website. And again, we're going to put a link to that on our Facebook page. So again, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. You can check it out there. This is what the fellow wrote. The author of this article is Anson Ben. Again, Anson Ben, A-N-S-O-N Ben. I definitely suggest you folks check this out. So what, uh, what he wrote was as follows. A wise man once said, the purpose of life is not to become more than you are, but to become who you are meant to be. Not to become more than who you are, right, meant, but become who you are meant to be. 
If we were to put this into a corporate context briefly, it would mean we provide an environment where the best that is hidden in each individual is truly culled out. And if that were to happen, the outcomes would be unbelievable. So they'd obviously spend some time thinking about it. He goes on, that is what we want our culture to nurture, and we acknowledge it's easier said than done, and it's a very long journey. At InMobi, we see culture as the way we respond to any person or situation within our organization. And you know what? That one bears repeating again. If you think of corporate culture as no other way than this, you will have come a long way, right? Anson Ben says, at InMobi, we see culture as the way we respond to any person or situation within our organization. Now, there's a rudder in the water you can live with. Okay. You can also goes on. take it outside the organization, yes, you can. too. Absolutely. Yes. Because we bring the corporate culture to every interaction. And I would right. say, yes, if, if people learned a lot more from that and brought that to their homes, we would have a lot more uh, peace inside our private lives as well. So... Ancient philosophers and modern thinkers promote various versions of how we respond to obstacles is what defines us. So our question was, do our responses to people in situations bring out the best in each of us? And when they respond, we mean both said and unsaid responses. Unsaid responses are as important because often culture is like the wind. It's a presence that can't always be directly seen, but it can be felt very strongly. So again, I urge you to go read that because most people are visual learners, not auditory learners. I could spend a lot of time repeating this on the radio, but we want to get on and talk about it and get uh, more visceral about it. So go read this article. Um, And here is one truth, he says, that we have seen over the years. Whether it's a team of three or a nation of a billion, culture exists in every community. So the choice is between letting an unconscious culture crop up like weeds or consciously creating a culture we truly love. We can have big goals, smart people, super pay, great products and more, but the undercurrents of culture will determine if we'll make it big or not. If we are not truly happy or not. Excuse me, if we are truly happy or not, and if we are giving our best or not. The true north of our culture was imagination, oneness, and action. So that was the culture that exists at InMobi, right? And they call it Yahweo. Go to the article, read about it. I'm not going to get into what that all stands for and so on and how they came across it. But it is a brilliant article by somebody who's just running a company, not somebody who is, uh, you know, philosophically making a living on corporate culture training. So this is not about ropes courses. It really is about getting the rudder in the water. So... And we're going to have these uh, links, right, over at our Facebook page so that everybody can see what's going on. Right. But let's talk kind of uh, more broadly then, if you're going to start with a group of three people, right, corporate culture just kind of isn't part of the, the mix, if you will. But I would urge anybody starting a really tiny little startup at the very earliest stages to have that conversation as you select your partners. Have the conversation before you decide to go into business with someone. 
what is it that you believe and how do you look at the world and how do you want to treat people and what is your goal for the company right there are very very different goals that people have and when they don't mesh things go bad in so many terrible terrible ways would you repeat those questions again one more time because i think they're really key the the questions around um asking your your partners even before you start your company those questions yeah right so um what is their world view how do they treat people because not everybody approaches well, things the same right. way. The world view is perhaps best said as in, you know, what do you believe? These things we believe, right? Absolutely. What would that manifesto look like, right? And getting into that with your, with your potential partners is critical. Um, it's about uh, how you feel about a customer. I know that the language, for example, around advertising specifically in the late 20th century as well as in the uh, first half of the 21st century is often around beating the competition, nailing, you know, the customer to kind of just forcing things to happen, right? It's a battle, it's a war, and we're going to win it, and so on. It's very adversarial. The language around advertising is very adversarial and crushing the competition around uh, companies and so on that have uh, sales meetings is, again, very adversarial. There are different ways to do business, and if you believe in those different ways, you want to make sure that you and your partner uh, see things kind of eye to eye. How you greet your customer, meet your customer, and meet their needs post-sale make all kinds of difference um, as to whether or not you can really get to work together. If you're um, if you believe that it is about you know selling as much as possible and kind of the customer beware, but your partner doesn't, then you don't have a mesh. Right? And so often we talk about culture here that is um, a lot mo- a less adversarial and a lot more arms around. And I think that is one of the global trends. We just recently did a show on global trends. Uh, but, you know, I think that's something you should be thinking about. Uh, but whether or not you believe this culture or that culture is the best is not the issue here today. It's about making sure that it meshes with whoever you're about to build your company with. You know, this sounds a lot like picking a life partner. Yeah, well, you spend as much time as you would with a life partner with somebody who's going to build your company with you. So, yes, I would say it's a good idea to think about that for both your life partner and your company. (laughs) Yeah, so we need to take a break now, Um, Jillian, and we'll be right back to talk about uh, managing your company culture as you grow. This is Ann Kennedy at CEO Coach, and we'll be right back. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, seen other SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. 
Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at mock speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com Creating a website is not an easy task, and there are so many companies to choose from. How do I know which one is best? It's a big jump making your site mobile-friendly, generating sales, and answering questions with no struggles. If you want to come out on top, you need Frog on Top. At Frog on Top, we take the time to make your site generate money, not just look good. Our team of experts are WordPress savvy, and our customer service is leaps ahead. See why we say our websites are designed better by leaps and bounds by going to frogontop.com. Frog on Top, your one-stop solution for the web. Frogontop.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy and Jillian Music and I are talking today about managing your culture as you grow. Anson Ben of Inmobi in Bangalore says the undercurrent of culture will determine whether you will make it big because it will determine whether your people are truly giving their best. So, Jillian, I have to ask, what happens when culture goes off the rails? When teams get dysfunctional, we see that all the time. We do. Um, And I think... um I think of it very much like raising children. If you don't get the discipline in when they are, you know, infants to toddlers, uh, getting that discipline in when they are five or six is much tougher. And when they are nine or ten, really a long haul and and a big struggle. And by the time they are 12, it's all over. That's right. So, and 15 and 16, forget it. That's right. If you didn't get it in by the time they're 12, it's all over. You had your shot. What guides them now is what guided them in those early years. So whatever it was you made real, that reality now plays out and you get to live with it, right? So, uh, you know, if you've got little children, get that discipline in early. It's not cute if they brush by other people and escalators or whatever, right? And then somebody says, oh, that's all right. He's so cute. Yeah, I won't be cute when they're 16, Teach them to stand in line. Teach them to apologize if they do something that is somehow unsociable. Teach them to sit quietly. Teach them to be respectful and teach them that what you mean, what you say is what you mean. And does that not sound an awful lot like managing a team? Well, actually, what you're talking about, I'm glad you said manage because you're talking about leadership. That's right. And what you say is what you mean. So speak honestly, speak truthfully. Right? And, and speak with transparency. So I came across an interesting uh, post on Fast Company uh, not long ago about leading a dysfunctional team mm-hmm. and the hard lessons learned in leadership, uh, yes. hard-earned lessons in leadership. In it, Natasha Awasti, who mm-hmm. calls herself a business designer, <clears throat> I think she is a management consultant, says it's often the most trying times that teach us the biggest lessons, which is kind of like your little kid brushing past somebody in, on an escalator. Uh-huh. You know, it's a, what do you call that? A teachable moment? You know? That's right. right. <laughs> That's exactly well, what we talk, call it. Yeah. 
Well, what she observed was that the most her most brutal adventure at work was also the most bragworthy. And I recommend uh, that our listeners check out this post. It's Fast Company. Um, I will put it up on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash CEO Coach Podcast, so you can follow up on what she has to say about seven hard-earned lessons leading a dysfunctional team. We can uh, go through a few of these now just to uh, discuss them and give you some idea, but it's really worth reading, reading her story as well. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. She's got a, a good, you know, seven-point list. Uh, let's go through them, right? Um, let's do it. Yeah. The first one is make their careers, not their task lists. I think that's, uh, again, very, very much related, if you will, to child rearing, right? It isn't about, I said, do this, so do it. It's about helping the people to understand what is required to do, how they can fill the need, and how they can gain skills and wisdom around a specific market sector so they become ever more valuable to the company or to any company. It helps them to find where their strengths are. And lets them do their jobs without being micromanaged. How many times have we heard complaints about micromanaging um, corporate leaders? Right. So train, don't micromanage. If somebody comes in without a particular skill set, but they have all the other assets and attributes of a uh, an employee that you want, of a team member you want, you bring them in, you tell them in advance, I'm going to dog you or you're going to dog me, whatever, and we're going to learn this thing, but then I'm leaving you off to do it. So ask all the questions you need uh, because when I spin you off, you've got to do this. I hire people I trust and then I trust them. And I'm counseling you, hire people you trust and then trust them. So leaving an open conversational door that says you are not expected to know this immediately. You are expected to ask questions. Questions are welcome here. And I know everything is not tolerated here. Indeed. That's a corporate culture piece. You lay that in first and things go wrong when you have the kind of culture that says, if anybody says something's not perfect, they are denigrated or even fired. The uh, biggest example I know of this, the biggest case study is Ford Motor Company. When Alan Mulally, who came from Boeing, went over to the Ford Motor Company, he said it was the most dysfunctional senior team he had ever experienced in his life and he had experienced some. Now, what he said was that everybody came to the weekly meetings with a chart that kind of had a green, yellow, or red. If it was yellow, you know, it needed attention. If it was red, this is a really hot issue. If it's green, everything's on, on target. Everything was always green and everything was always fine. And yet, they had the worst ratings from Consumers Union, from the general public. The sales were in the tank. I mean, it was just god awful. And he said, if you guys don't stop making excuses for why we can't sell cars that really, really suck, right, and why those cars really, really suck, nothing's ever going to improve. Why is everything perfect here? Show me where the problems are. You guys don't even know. The answer was they did know, but they had a culture that says you show up at that weekly meeting and you say everything is just great in your department or you don't get to run your department anymore. Bad so, culture. Bad culture. And also <laughs> okay. that, that uh, kind of leads into uh, another point that uh, Natasha Ashwadi was making is to make it easy to have the hard conversations. Yes. Rather absolutely. than covering up uh, out of fear. And right. I think there actually is another whole show we can do on the fear-based um, company. Um, yes. 
there's some new books out about that. Mm-hmm. But the idea is that those conversations like driver's side door assembly, you know, is not working. There's something wrong here. And if you have a culture where it's everything's supposed to be green light and perfect, how on earth are you going mm-hmm. to go to your boss and say, you know, we got a problem here. Right. And um, and having that door open and welcoming those problems is a critical piece of a successful corporate culture. Um, it's not always easy to establish it, but um, it's kind of easy tactically. Literally, you say it, but then you have to mean it. And that, that means um, we discuss issues, not people. Remember the concept of great minds discuss concepts and ideas. Average minds discuss you know, events or instances, whatever. And small minds discuss people. Just get rid of the small minds discussing people. It isn't that you didn't this and you didn't that and so on. If you build a team where you are sure that everybody's giving 100% of what they've got or 110% or whatever, you know, idiom you want to put in there, right? If you know that, then there is never a question that everybody isn't doing that. So if everybody's doing that, then we only discuss issues. We're not saying, hey, you guys fell down on the job. That's not the case. We have a problem. We're going to discuss the problem. It's the damned it, not the damned you that I talk about when I say we, talk, we blog about those things. So let's get uh, you know, cool about that. Have hard conversations by talking about issues, not people, and make sure that everyone knows. Everybody's giving 110%, and if anybody else in the organization has bright answers, let's go find them because we collectively have an issue. Yeah, that's something that our author um, on the Fast Company post calls being a problem preemptor. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she talks about building a framework that detects and rewards early warning signs to get everybody involved in looking at when things aren't going well. And then, of course, making it safe to talk about failures. Uh, but that is so important to set up the the manner of conversation within the culture uh, that allows for the uh, talk about problems and failures. And your example of Ford is just so beautifully done. I think the same culture existed for a long time at GM before Mary Barra took over. And she has gone a long way to uh, uh, mo- to modify that culture so that the problems are addressed instead of covered up. Yes, Let's hear it for Mary Barra. Another hero. Yes, you're here. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so we're going to take a break here at CEO Coach. When we come back, we're going to talk about the rest of the elements on this list uh, from uh, Natasha, who points out that dysfunctional uh, organizations can be made functional. Uh, we'll be right back at CEO Coach. More on how to get your business on the web with CEO Coach after this. Introducing Rumble, the smart mobile management system, the first end-to-end mobile platform where you can make real-time app modifications from a point-and-click dashboard. Want to change the design of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the ad map of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Want to change the content mix of your app? Point-click, and it's live in real-time. Power your mobile business with Rumble. Are you ready to rumble? Visit www.rumble.me. 
Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. We're back with Julian Music and Ann Kennedy on CEO Coach, only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to CEO Coach. This is Ann Kennedy, and I'm here with my partner, Julian Music, and we're talking about culture and why it's very important to uh, form the culture that makes your everybody in your organization be the best that they can be, and that will make them happy, and that will make them make your company successful. And also to to I talk think really, about, and it's yeah. about getting it in early, though, isn't it? Right? We talk about yes, culture all the time. Very and early. Kind of the, the general concepts. Yes, it makes happier teams, and happier teams are more productive, and so on. And all of these things have been, you know, calculated already, so they are hard numbers, although they sound like soft, you know, skill things. But I think it really is about getting it in early, and then holding the line as the company grows. So. This article that we've been talking about from Fast Company, we'll put a link in again at that uh, Facebook page, SAS CEO Coach Podcast. Natasha talks about making the careers, not task lists. So that is involves in um, letting people see the bigger picture and acquire skills that make them more valuable to the organization. So that's not just do this, do that. Then the second one she came up with was making their days at work more meaningful, right? It means make it worth their while to show up. That would say that whatever it is you're building must positively impact the planet in some way or another. If they feel that they have an impact in a broader issue, then people really want to be part of it. And then I always bring out the example of Moz again, right? We make this esoteric B2B software that helps marketers in in the digital space do their job more effectively, right? But that's not really what we do, right? If you look at the goals of Moz, we say that we are democratizing the spread of ideas on the planet. And that's hugely different than providing an esoteric piece of B2B software. So understanding the broader impact of whatever it is that your company provides is kind of an important thing. I even had this conversation way back in the, I guess, early 90s with folks who were selling timeshare. Now, timeshare had a terrible reputation when it started, and many timeshare resort places are still pretty awful. But some 
our honorable companies, if you will. I would say that um, the Worldmark company, right, was kind of a really good culture. And they understood what they were selling. They were not selling property that one could use for a vacation. They were really selling a way for ever busier families as this, you know, frenetic pace picked up in the 90s and so on, and more and more families were dissolving. They were selling a way for families to hang together. They were selling them a way to decompress. And that was worth something. And the people who worked there really understood the broader message and impact on society if they did their job properly. And so they did their work well. So even in the most unusual of companies, it's possible to do that. Number three, uh, Anne, over at um, uh, Natasha's, what, what is her number three? Making, Making it easy. Yeah. To have the hard conversations. This right. Is the open door policy? It's she actually points out how you speak is uh, important. You know, not not why is this wrong or why is it delayed, but how are things? You know, open and right. now you know what, Anne? I would take exception. I would say why? she does. I don't. I would say she's not on the mark there. Okay. How are things is a scary question if the culture of the organization says, uh-huh, that's a, that's a gotcha question. They're catching me right now. They're going to point uh-huh. a finger at me. So, Anne, that's an interesting thing. Um, Natasha does say it's how you say it is important, but I think she's off the mark here. She's saying um, you should do it with open-ended things like how are things, but I say if the culture is already bad, that that question, how are things, is a setup question, and you're thinking in your mind they're setting me up for failure and they're going to, you know, get rid of me here. But if you discuss why is X delayed, it's a perfectly fine question if you have a culture in which we discuss the issues and we do them openly. If everybody knows that everybody else in the organization, including themselves, does put in 100% of their effort and everybody else knows they all put in 100% of their effort, then they always have each other's back. Then somebody can come in and say, hey, why is X delayed? And you can say, well, because of this and that, we think. You want to take a look at it? The open-ended question in that case really was, why is X delayed? What they're saying is, hey, I have a few minutes, I'll help you out. Exactly. And often I find it useful to say, what do you need to make Absolutely. This, to keep this moving? What, right. What do you need is, is a big uh, thing, too. What we're saying, I guess, what Anne and I are saying here is don't confuse the actual culture of your organization with the words that you're using. That's thin thinking. Right? What we're saying is get deeper and make sure you can have those questions where you say, why is X delayed and what do you need? I've got a few minutes. Yeah, and that's a very um, responsive leadership style. Absolutely. Okay, you know, I'm really sorry we have to dr- stop now because we have to stop now. That's <laughs> More next weekend. Keep talking. You, you <laughs> bet. We'll keep talking. We always seem to have something to say, don't we, Jillian? So that's Every it. Week. Every week. So that's it for this Monday at CEO Coach. We'd like to thank our producers at webmasterradio.fm for their continuing and most appreciated support. You can download these shows through webmasterradio.fm, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and many other places around the web. You will find links and more on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash CEO Coach Podcast. Stop by and let us know what you think. And, of course, hit the like button so we know you were there. And tell us what you'd like to hear about on CEO Coach. Thanks for joining us. 
Jillian, I'll talk to you next week. Till next weekend. I'm Ann Kennedy with Jillian Music, and you can find out more about how we help companies launch, grow, pivot, and thrive at OutlinesVenture.com. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.